Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Vacation starts with VA. One thing you'll love about your trip to Virginia is that you'll never have to settle for one thing. All that you love is all in one trip. Start yours at virginia.org. Our community grieves as we mourn those senselessly killed by gun violence. Our prayers are with those who have been wounded, and our heart goes out to all the families in anguish affected by this devastating act. Royal Rebounds definitely sending a huge uh, prayers up, and our hearts are with all the victims and the families affected by this tragedy today. We are doing the show here with heavy hearts. We still are all basketball fans, but days like today make you realize that there are things bigger in life, and we are certainly disappointed. Yeah, it's very sad. Calvin and I were just there, you know, a few weeks ago, and I know many of you guys frequent that area a lot. It could have happened to any of us, and it's it's very, very sad, and things need to be done. But anyway, anyways, what's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. The Kings unfortunately lose to the Golden State Warriors tonight, 109-90, eliminating themselves from playoff contention. Harrison Barnes leads all Kings scores with 18 points. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to smash that like button. And if you would like to join the Royal family with Calvin and I, hit that subscribe button as well. Yep. Kings fall short tonight. They just looked gassed. They looked tired. It's the end of a long season. They're playing all their bench players. Uh, these guys, Some of these guys are playing heavy minutes, have been for a while now, like Davion and Harrison. And you're going up against a team that is looking like a title contender. So they battled through this game, but uh, they come up short. Page is down for the count. If you're listening via your favorite podcast platform, we would appreciate a five-star rating. And if you would like to be a part of the show, you can join us here live on YouTube after every single Kings game. We'll be right back with your Sacramento Kings nightcap. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I know it's a very rough day in Sacramento and a rough day for many of us. On top of that, the Kings are eliminated from playoff contention, which, you know, we've been talking about for a few weeks now is was pretty much a sure thing. But today it is official. I want to give a shout out to everybody here joining us in the chat. Makami, Dennis, Fred, T, Gotham, Key Kings, Ivan. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate all your support. And uh, we do this for you. So that's what we're here for. All right, Calvin. So Kings lose tonight. They've been playing pretty well. They just came home. Uh, this is their first game home after a four and one road trip, beating teams like Indiana, uh, Orlando, Houston twice. Golden State was reeling. They're dealing with injuries. Uh, they were scoring the fewest points in the league since Steph Curry's been out. Not tonight. They absolutely light up the Kings in the first quarter and the first half of this game. The Kings are able to, you know, come back or or at least tread some water through the third and fourth quarters. Uh, they cut it to seven. They were down by 26 at one point in this game. And then Golden State 
ends this game on an epic run to close out the Kings, just like they did last night against the Jazz. Yep, 16-2 to run there in the final four minutes of the game. Uh, as you mentioned, the, the Warriors shot the lights out. This was kind of the, the exact type of game that the Warriors needed to get back on track. It was the exact wrong game for the Kings, who were, uh, like you said, playing well, but it was against lesser competition in the league. And now they had to go up against one of the, the juggernauts. Even though they didn't have Steph and Clay. this is still a very complete team. And the reason the Warriors are where they're at is because they're a complete team, uh, not necessarily only because of the star power they have on their team. Yeah, and you know, the Kings are missing Fox, Holmes, Sabonis, Alex Len was late scratching this game. And the Warriors are missing a ton of players as well. We saw Draymond Green get ejected in this game. Uh, you know, Andrew Wiggins is playing really well. It's crazy how deep this Warriors team actually is. You know, I think Jordan Poole, what do you end with, like 22 points tonight? 27. 27. He's averaging like 28 points since uh, Curry's been out. Clay Thompson was also scratched in this game after an epic game last night. I guess they said it was a Achilles, uh, I guess, maintaining or something like well, that. Well, it's also the second night of a back-to-back. -back. I'm not sure Clay has played a single one of those games at all this season for good reason. That you know they're trying to keep him healthy for the playoff stretch uh, and keep him, you know, uh, not run the tread off his tires too quickly here. So, yep, not surprising to see he didn't play. I want to remind you all that support for Royal Rebounds is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, Calvin. 20% off in free worldwide shipping with the code Royal Family. That's right. All capitals, one word, Royal Family at manscaped.com gets you 20% off and free worldwide shipping. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. Yes, a lot of balls. And the offer is available to all of you as well, not just myself. <laughs> and as it says right here, we save balls. All right, Calvin. So rough loss, but let's go ahead here and jump into the box score. Well, the Kings uh, had a rough go offensively today. 38% shooting from the field, 21% shooting from three. Uh, Harrison Barnes, like you said, leads all scorers for Sacramento with 18 to go along with 10 rebounds. Damian Jones, another productive evening, 17 points and six rebounds with two assists. Davion, nine and nine. And Dante DiVincenzo, although he didn't shoot well, Leads the way with 14 points off the bench, four rebounds, four assists, and two steals as well. Who uh, who surprised you the most, or who are you the most impressed with tonight watching this Kings team? Because, you know, unfortunately they did get down by 26, but they didn't give up in this game. They tried to make a run, and they actually did uh, go on a pretty decent run. Uh, Fred and I were talking on Instagram, and I was like, check this out. Kings are going on a run here. Mm -hmm. They proved me right, but it wasn't quite enough. But I want to hear who most impressed you tonight, Calvin. I don't think there's any one person in particular. I mean, you know, if you just looked at the box score here, you would say, well, nobody really had a good game for Sacramento. No one shot well. Uh, Harrison was one of eight from three. Dante was two of nine from three. But just to go back to what you said, you know, and to go off of what Priest said here in the, the chat, 
what were you expecting from the Kings at this point? Playing the Warriors? Yep. Yeah, there's no Steph, there's no Clay, but a- again, it's the end of a long season. Uh, the Kings have been losing a lot this year, and the fact that they were down so big, down 20 at halftime, the league grew to, to what was it, 27 or something at one mm-hmm. point in the third quarter. Just the fact that the team was able to cut it uh, under 10 points there at one point in the second half, I- I'm just I- I impressed maybe isn't the right word, but I'm I appreciate the Kings' effort, uh, the fact that they continue to play hard no matter what the score is, uh, no matter who's playing. Um, you know, at the end of a long season with only a few games remaining, it, it'd be pretty easy for these guys to just mail it in and say, all right, yeah, we're done. But it, they didn't. They kept, they kept fighting, and they made a game out of it. In the end, the Warriors turn on the switch, and they pull away late. But, you know... What do you expect? You, you got to be happy with the effort there. Yeah, that's right. And the Warriors officially crack 50 wins. The Kings officially crack 50 losses. And they are eliminated. After, you know, the Lakers lost today, I was looking pretty good. But the Spurs won. Kings lose. Officially eliminated from playoff contention. There's only three games left through the rest of the season. And then the Kings are going on vacation they're going fishing. But Calvin and Barry are not going on vacation. I hope you guys have all subscribed. If you have not, check out the channel I just posted here in the chat. We are launching a second channel called Basketball at the Bar, where we're going to be covering the entire NBA, and we will be covering this year's NBA playoffs along with uh, the play-in tournament and all that stuff. Coverage starts April 11th, so make sure you guys go and subscribe to Basketball at the Bar. Makami says, I appreciate how Alvin was into the game. And I have to agree with Makami here. Alvin Gentry was working the sideline up up and down, back and forth. Like he was in this game like the Kings were fighting for a playoff spot. I've seen him do that, I, I would say, pretty much every game he's been on the sideline this year. Yeah, that's just the who he is. Yeah. Yeah, for, for a guy that's put in such a tough position as Alvin Gentry, I know a lot of you guys are, are very uh, – I don't want to say hateful, but just not appreciative of Alvin's services and what he's done here in Sacramento. I got to give the guy, you know, uh, credit for everything that he's done because he's really put in a tough position and he's tried his hardest. Timothy, we won, we beat your Kings. Wow, Timmy, I didn't know you played on the team. This is a hard day in general. I feel for the people of Sacramento. They're in my thoughts and prayers Sorry, not basketball related. That's okay, Priest. I mean, we start out the show like that. Uh, very, very sad day for Sacramento. I think this is the second mass shooting in Sacramento in the past five weeks or so. So very, very sad. Some things are bigger than basketball, like we said. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well, since nobody impressed you on this Kings roster tonight, was there anybody on the Warriors that impressed you? Oh, there sure was. Jordan Poole. From Barry? Don't remember Michigan. Michigan. There you go. Go blue. I should have uh, known that. <laughs> no, Jordan Poole has impressed me this whole season, and actually, I, I wanted to kind of dive deeper into him on this show today because this is a guy that we haven't talked about at all in terms of the Kings potentially trying to grab him. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the the rate at which he has improved since he's come into the NBA is quite astonishing. A lot of people thought when he came out of Michigan two years ago, or I guess it'll be three years ago now, that it was too soon, he wasn't ready. 
uh, he ends up going into what I thought was the best possible situation for him, not just because they're the Warriors, but because he gets to play behind Steph Curry. And this season, in his breakout year, he shows flashes or looks in certain spurts of the games like Steph Curry to me out there. He really does. He's he's tremendous. His shooting is unbelievable. He's got great handles. He can pass the ball. His defense is not really where I'd like it to be yet. But this is a guy that's 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still on a real – he's on his rookie deal. He's eligible for his rookie extension after this season. So – and, and the thing for me is the Warriors are loaded with young players. All they of a really sudden. are. Not only do they have Steph and Clay and Draymond, but they've got tons of young talent on this team. So they're going to have some difficult decisions to make. Maybe it's not this offseason, but it's going to come very, very soon for them. And they've got guys waiting in the wings like Kaminga, like Moody, mm-hmm. all this stuff. So the question is, what do you do with Jordan Poole, who's going to command a lot of money now at this point? Maybe that's somebody that the Kings need to look at. Okay. They do have a ton of guys, and not even to mention, like, James Wiseman, how many games that guy's missed. He was the number two overall pick just a couple seasons ago. But, yeah, it's uh, an embarrassment of riches, right? Absolutely. And I think that's a a guy that would actually fit very well alongside De'Aaron Fox, number one, because of his ability to catch and shoot, but, two, because of his playmaking as well. I I mean, he's – Again, we want to see this team improve defensively, and and that maybe isn't uh, Jordan Poole's strongest point. But as I mentioned, this guy's super young. I think he's going to continue to get better and better. I don't really know what the ceiling is for him anymore because of how quickly he's improved this year. So it's something that, uh, you know, might the Kings might think about, especially if some of these other guys are unobtainable, like Bradley Beal, like Donovan Mitchell, all that stuff. So. Yeah, you know, I was watching this game, or actually I was watching uh, post-game, and I was thinking to myself, what if Sacramento already has their four or five and their two on this roster for next season? I know we had all talked about, you know, Monty needs to be aggressive. If the Kings want to make the playoffs, if they want to do something, he needs to add more talent to this team. But we've seen guys like Damian Jones play really well as of recently. We've seen Davion Mitchell and Dante DiVincenzo play pretty well as of recently. I just want to hear your thoughts on whether you think those guys could end up starting for next year's Kings team. And if they're able to make some strides uh, you know, and improve offensively, defensively, if they're able to bring in the right coach, maybe they could bring in another guy with the pick seven, eight, or nine to make this team a little bit deeper. Uh, what are your thoughts on that Kings team? Uh, my thoughts on that King. Well, first of all, your first part of that question, is it possible? Yeah, of course it's possible. I mean, say the, the Kings are unable to work a deal in the off season, this, this sort of mega deal that we kind of think is Monty McNair mm-hmm. has his eyes on in terms of getting an all-star player, presumably either a shooting guard or a power forward. If that doesn't end up happening, uh, you know, then the Kings are kind of forced to, to deal with what they have. I mean, free agency obviously will roll around. Yep. But as we've said before, when was the last time the Kings, especially a Kings team that's missed the playoffs 16 years in a row, was able to attract a big-time free agent? So, of course, it's possible that they roll into next season with very similar to what the current roster is. And if that's the case, it, yes, definitely the starting shooting guard next year, in my opinion, is either – 
Davion or Dante DiVincenzo. Um, I, you know, I think you have to go through training camp in the offseason to officially get to that mm-hmm. determination. Uh, same thing to be said about Trey Lyles. What would the Kings team look like next year if that, if that does happen? Your point about them improving, um, you know, is the the big question mark, right? Because yep. it's how much are they going to improve? And Terrence Davis. Like and Terrence Davis as well. I mean, I would ha- – I would expect the Kings to win that Kings team to win more games than this season's team mm-hmm. did, but how many more games? I'm not really sure. I, I don't see them being a 10 to 15 plus uh, win column team next year with that same roster. Yeah, this year is probably one of the worst Western conferences that we've seen that I remember. Is it going to improve that much next season? Maybe, probably. Uh, you just look at the health and how many injured players there are in the West right now or just in the league straight up. You know, the Kings are going to have to be better than the 10th seed this year, next year, to make that same 10th seed because I think yep. the entire conference is going to get better. Now, having a coach uh, that has – the entire season to develop a system that has a training camp uh, that has all these players on the roster. Like don't forget just a few months ago, we brought in six new players on this team. Plus with guys like Sabonis and, and uh, Fox being out other guys like Damian Jones are getting more time. Still haven't seen Keita out there, which is kind of strange. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that the Kings are in a horrible position if they draft best available, if there's not any big moves to make, if they just double down on this team, develop some of these young players, try and get some chemistry, try and have an actual system. That was the thing for me that was so frustrating in this game was there was moments in the third and fourth quarters where the Kings weren't running any kind of scheme on offense or anything at all. I thought they were playing much better on the defensive end of the floor, but as far as offense goes, they just look lost. They didn't have a point guard out there for a a lot of the time. Harrison Barnes is just trying to do it himself. And, you know, that can work for small stretches of time. But But not against teams like the Warriors. Yeah, and and to have season-long consistency, you need to have something that you can fall back on and the beauty of having a system, you see it with Memphis. You see it with Golden State, with some of these teams, that it doesn't matter who's in and who's out. If you have a system, you can find guys or trade or, or pick up guys that fit that system, and you can plug and play them when guys are out with injury. And you don't, uh, you don't have these huge drop-off in talents like we see on this Kings team. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and like I said before, they, they just look tired to me, which when you get tired, that's when you start to see offense break down and it's one guy trying to, to will his way to the basket while the other guys are just standing around there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're tired. They're defeated. Um, they're, you know, it's the end of the year and they're, they're ready for it to be over. Yeah, and they just got back from a five-game road trip. Yep. Uh, Davion Mitchell has been playing a ton of minutes. He has. Which I'm sure he's not used to. He's played more games this year than he's probably played in his college career. Uh, oh, you know, more games this year than he's played in his whole life, probably. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Any, any one season, for sure. Christian Wood, John Collins, and fourth trade, first in Davion. What? 
I don't understand this, Luis. Trade first Davion Holmes or HB for Christian Wynn and John Collins. Uh, I might, I might do that. Gotham wants to know if you think uh, Demarcus Cousins is going to get a ring in in uh, Denver. I, I don't see them winning this year. If that's what you mean, did he get one from the Lakers? Because he was on that team, he got cut, and I think I they think offered they did him one. Still offer him a ring, but I don't I know if he they did. took it or not. Same with uh, waiters, right? Yeah. Like he would have gotten a ring either way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Must be nice, huh? <laughs> Don't be mad at Timothy. Anyone can, who can help send the Lakers packing, it is okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The Lakers might do it to themselves, man. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I mean, if they if they miss the playoffs this season, you know who's going to be happy? The Pelicans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another shot at a top draft pick. I don't know. Is that pick protected? I don't know if it's protected. I'm really not sure about that, if it is at all. If you're the Lakers, there's no way that you were thinking that you'd be in this position right now when you're like, oh, we got LeBron and we're getting Anthony Davis. Davion Mitchell isn't going anywhere. Believe that. We'll see, Priest. I didn't think uh, Tyrese Halliburton was going anywhere either. (laughs) So just going over the numbers tonight on this game, the Kings shot horrendous in this game. I think there was a point in this game where they were only shooting 30% from the field. They end with 38%, uh, 31 of 81, and 21% from three-point range, while the Warriors were red hot from three, 16 of 34, 47% from three-point range. You know, the Kings shot well from the line. They did get to the line 24 times, made 21 of those, which we like, but uh, it doesn't matter when you're down 26. No, it does not matter. Kings got out-rebounded in this game. Uh, they were actually able to turn over the Warriors a lot in this game in the second half. I think yeah, the Warriors had been seven. one of the Warriors' Achilles heels all season long is turnovers. They've been one of the worst teams in the league all year yep. long in, in terms of total turnovers. I think turnovers they had per game. seven turnovers at halftime, so yep. they, they turned the ball over ten times. But the Kings were just not able to really capitalize on those. And, you know, when you're down 26 and you go, you, you know, you cut the lead by 19 to 7, how exhausted are you at that point? How much do oh, yeah. you really have to yeah. keep going, right? Definitely. Timothy, get off the drugs. <laughs> man, playoff basketball is here. I like it. Yeah. I mean, Timothy, you guys got a great team, man. It's just it's all going to depend on health. It really is, like a lot of these teams. It and, definitely will. And what's going to happen with Curry and yeah. and all that stuff. Well, I, Curry's going to play. I, I'm – very certain of that. The question is, what's he going to look like? And you know, what does Clay do in the in the playoffs? Um, man, it's just the the playoffs just gets ratcheted up to a whole nother level. So they could be playing Utah. They could or the Denver. First, yeah, I mean, those are not round. easy first round matchups yeah. either I, way. I know Utah has not looked the greatest this year, but last year during the regular season, they were absolutely deadly. Uh, they still have one of the best centers in the league and one of the best uh, shooting guards in the league, a great system, a great coach. 
and uh, they got a bunch of shooters on that team too. So they do. I would uh, just because you may be fun to watch. Just because you're the third seed doesn't mean you're going to the second round or the third round yeah, or any yeah. of that stuff. So Sun's gonna burn up the Warriors. I mean, if they play each other, you got to make it that far. You got to make it that far. Was there anything else, Calvin, that really stuck out to you here in the team stats? No, I mean, the the biggest obvious differential in this game is three-point shooting. Like, you know, the the Warriors were really hot, but also the Kings were letting them take wide-open shots. I mean, to not come out and, and guard Bielitsa on the three-point line. Yeah. I mean, yes, the guy can get to the basket, but he's not anywhere near the fastest player in the league. All he wants to do is stand out there and shoot with nobody around him. That That's what he does. You know the I Kings, loved him on the Kings. On the Kings, he looks like the white buddy healed sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. on the Warriors, <laughs> this guy is like a serious player for them. He has been all year long. So you got to guard him on the three-point line. I love it how Katie, during the broadcast, she's like, he's a perfect example of how you don't have to be athletic yeah. or be able to do this or yeah, do that, that to be a good player. And She's like, no shade on him, yeah. but it's like – you're not athletic at all. Will Justin Holiday be on the squad next season, Calvin? That's a good question. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think they're, like somebody else said, I think it was Gotham said, only Sabonis is safe. Uh, may, you know, maybe it, that's maybe. true, maybe it's not. Maybe. But I think the, the very clear answer is there are a lot of players on this team who you're, you're very uncertain of their future with, with Sacramento. And Justin Holiday has got to be one of them. Yeah, I love that charge he took in the game tonight. He just jumped right in front there. Yeah. Way to sacrifice your body. And it's too bad because I, you know, Justin Holiday, he's a career 38% three-point shooter. Like he's struggled since he's come to Sacramento, but he yeah. is the type of player that the Kings are looking for. Maybe not to be your starting shooting guard, but he's definitely a, a guy that could be a role player on this team and and help them, I think. If he's playing to his you know, to his capabilities, his level. Yeah, and for me, you know, it all comes down to the almighty dollar, right? Yeah. He's under contract next season, but we don't know. If the Kings are trying to go after a big-name guy, maybe a Julius Randle or something like that, maybe he's going to be included in a trade. Maybe they need to clear up some salary. I know Monty has uh, stated that he wants his team to remain financially flexible, Part of me says, well, you got a guy making, I think it's like $6 million next year, and then he's a free agent after that. That sounds like cap flexibility to me. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he could potentially be on the team next season, but where is he going to be past that? Oh, I forgot to turn these on here, Calvin. Oh, yeah, the bar is open. There we go. Sorry about that, guys. The bar is open here. I hope you're enjoying our little preview of our setup for basketball at the bar. It's going to be a fun time, so make sure you guys subscribe. Basketball at the Bar on YouTube. It will be a ton of fun. All right, Calvin. So, three games left to end the season. You got New Orleans, you got L.A., and you got Phoenix. I know the Kings are officially eliminated now, but let's just talk about these three games real quick. I don't want to drag the show on too late tonight because I'm uh, – it's been a rough day for us Sacramento people. So yeah. New Orleans, L.A. Clippers, Phoenix Suns, which game are you looking forward to the most? 
Uh, probably this New Orleans game, uh, you know, just because out of all three of those teams, that that's the one team that really is still trying to to play, uh, you know, winning bass or they they need to win. It's not that the, the other teams are uh, just kind of floating around. Obviously, the Suns are locked up at the number one seed. They they're the least uh, the team that has to worry the least. But New Orleans is still has a lot to prove with these new players. Uh, McCollum and Brandon Ingram have been killing it. Mm-hmm. And it, all three of these games are going to be tough for Sacramento. I don't know, uh, you know, for the Clippers game, if Paul George will play or not um, because they've kind of been putting him in and out of the lineup sporadically. Yep. So there's we're probably not going to see a lot of big-name players in those two games, the Clippers mm-hmm. and the Suns, but for both teams. New Orleans is still going to play all their main guys, which – could mean that that's the worst game result-wise for Sacramento, uh, but it's probably going to be the most exciting to watch. Ray said it's time to shut down Mitchell, HB, and DiVincenzo. You agree? Disagree. Uh, who else are you going to play? <laughs> Just not put anybody out there for the... <laughs> You're going to start Justin Jackson at the one, uh, Jeremy Lamb at the two. Yeah. What was that dude from Alex the Lynn at the four from Saturday Kayton Night Live? Five. Put that guy out oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah, go sacks. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. I want Siakam in a Kings jersey, dude. The more That'd be great. the more I want him in a Kings jersey, too. and more I watch Metu, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Siakam. Yeah, I could see that. Just some of his like spin moves and the way he works is he's got good footwork. Uh, I just he doesn't do it consistently enough for me. He doesn't. What would you be willing to give up for Siakam? What would I be willing to give up? I'd give up a lot for him. I mean, especially with the way that Davion has played, you know, to end the season. Mm-hmm. That that really changes things for the Kings. Yeah. Um, because it, it gives you the option to say, and I'm not advocating that they trade De'Aaron Fox, but it gives you that option now if it is able to net you somebody – like a Siakam or a, a you know a, a perennial all-star talent player. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you think a lineup of like Fox, me or no, sorry, Davion, Dante, HB, Siakam, and Sabonis is a playoff team? I mean, I I tend to think that that would be. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that that team is definitely better than this team. Yeah. Um, th- which means they should be a playoff team because they're right on the fringe basically now. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're you always not really sure why uh, or what, whether guys would fit together and stuff like that. And, of course, a lot would ride on Davion having a really solid yep. second season, you know, now that he's going to be the man and the starting point guard. He's going to have to uh, uh, really bring it next year. And I'm, I'm sure he will. He'll work his ass off in the offseason. Hopefully not a sophomore ready. slump. But uh, still, that's a lot of pressure to put on his shoulders right away, you know. Sass got a good question here. Why would the Raptors trade Siakam? Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I, I don't know. Crazier things have happened in the NBA, though. Yeah, it depends on whether he's happy there or not. You know, they got Scotty Barnes who can. They do have Scotty Barnes who could easily slide into his spot. Yep. Uh, you know, they might be looking to, to get younger and all that save stuff, money. so save money that way. You, you never really know. <laughs> Matthew says, LOL, we finally get Fox some help, then trade him. 
I mean, we're, we've been consistent this whole season, right? That, like, nobody on this team is untradeable. It, it's all about improving this team, bringing more talent. So uh, I'm willing to trade anybody on this roster if I get more talent back in return. And I think that most teams should feel that way about their rosters. Unless you got, you know, a Giannis or a prime LeBron or, or somebody like that, maybe a Kevin Durant, you should always be looking to improve your team any way that you can. And, you know, there's a balance, right? Because uh, I uh, was watching HB's um, press conference after the game, and he talks about this is his fourth season here in Sacramento, Mm -hmm. and he's like, me and Fox are the only guys still here. Only guys in the whole, like, franchise, basically, other than the owner and, and obviously some of the people that work at the arena. But front office, all different. Coaching staff, all different. Roster, all different. So... You know, you want to have some consistency, um, but you need to keep improving your team. Just look at the Golden State Warriors again, man. It's just wild how unlucky they've been over the past few years with injuries, which has allowed them to just add more and more talent. And I don't see a big drop-off really happening when Steph and Clay and Draymond walk away because they could potentially turn this into a, a Spurs type of 20-year run or something like that. Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, you know, there's a lot of luck involved in that as well. Um, but, yeah, they, they have they have it all. Uh, they're, they're a great organization, like you said. And uh, just going back to this this trade for Siakam here, Sess, I, I get you. Messiah uh, Jiri is a great GM, but Monty McNair is not a stupid GM. I have faith with him going to uh, trade talks with any GM in this league. He didn't get fleeced by Daryl Morey and go after the Ben Simmons Mm -hmm. prize. I mean, imagine if the Kings had traded for Ben Simmons, and now Ben Simmons is having the same situation he's having in Brooklyn here in Sacramento. I I mean, it would feel like the sky was absolutely falling. you know. So I've got faith in Monty that he will not only – be able to negotiate a deal but he's he's not going to get played by anybody i think at this point yeah and t i was not a big siakam fan in the beginning because i felt like all he had was a spin move and he did seem kind of out of control at times but the more and more i watched the guy he just got better and better and better and uh he impressed me and i think that he could be the second or third best player on this roster and Calvin, I don't know if you heard after the game, but Matt Barnes called De'Aaron Fox the best player on the team again. So I think we're uh, we're in some agreement there. Uh, but they were talking about bringing in a leader. And I know it's funny. The story that he told is, is basically the same story that every Kings fan is going to say. And that was about Iman Shumpert. And when he was with the Kings, yeah. how he wasn't the best player on the team, but he just brought that swagger, that energy, that uh, kind of contagious attitude to the court. And guys loved it. And, you know, when he got traded to Portland for, I think it was Trevor Ariza, uh, everybody hated it. And, you know, we saw the product on the court diminish pretty fast for Sacramento. But Matt Barnes was just using that as like a, your best player doesn't always need to be that guy. You look at the Warriors. Obviously, that guy is Draymond Green. Is he their best player? No. Is he their second best player? No. Is he their third best player? Probably. Maybe third, fourth, depending on. I don't know. I'd say Andrew Wiggins. Where is you are third best player at this point. Team. But the Kings need to figure out who that guy is going to be 
if it's on if he is on this team already or if they need to bring one in and hopefully that guy can rub off on Fox and maybe teach him how to win just how we saw LeBron learn how to win in Miami. Yeah. Yeah, no, those guys are incredibly important for teams w- without a doubt. I mean, you saw how much the Warriors missed Draymond when he was hurt for that month stretch or whatever it was. Yep. That pretty much was the reason they fell from the two seed to the three seed. Mm-hmm. Sass says, get a coach that is the leader. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And I also agree with what Sass said earlier about Kenny, Ta- Kenny Atkinson or Mike Brown. I like Kenny Atkinson more. Yeah. I think Mike Brown is a good coach. but Couldn't win with LeBron, just like uh, Mr. Luke Walton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, all coaches should be a leader, right? Like that's basically their job. Oh, yeah. it's, they're the leader of the team. But, you know, what makes a coach's job easier or what, what helps them is to have that player that's an extension of the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. You kind of saw it a little bit this year with Mo Harkless and Alvin Gentry, they had the connections from New Orleans, and he tried to kind of be that guy. We saw him just yelling at Buddy Heald basically every game. <laughs> that was yeah. his leadership style. But then you look at teams like the Golden State Warriors. Look in this game. As soon as Draymond got in trouble there, he went right over to, to Kerr, talked to him. They got on the same page. We saw what happened in Miami just a few weeks ago with mm-hmm. Udonis Haslam. He is an extension of Eric Spolstra. You need to find these guys that really help out your coaching staff, and they they make it a full team, not a coaching staff and players, but they can bind them together and give you that overall team chemistry. I got a crazy one for you. Sacktown Pete put out a tweet yesterday. Shout out, by the way, Sacktown Pete. That's a rhyme. Right? Put out a tweet yesterday. <laughs> uh, after the, nat- or the uh, Final Four games were over okay after duke lost there's there's a guy who coaches at duke who's retiring oh yeah what if he wants to come out of retirement would you take him as the head coach of the sacramento king of course i would but why (laughs) would he come to sacramento i I don't think it's likely but uh you know just a a super wild card in there for you i thought you and i talked the other day and you said the lakers re-signed frank vogel or they gave him an extension i saw something on tv that said that okay they were giving him a because then extension. I read an article today saying that the Lakers might chase after John Calipari. Oh, really? Well, I don't know. Maybe it was a April Fool's thing or something. Um, I don't know. Maybe. That I, would... I don't know what day I saw that on. but <laughs> Damn April Fool's. You get us every time, man. All these people are doing crazy things. We should have done an April Fool's on this show. Yeah, next but year. Next year. And you guys won't even know. You won't even know. Anyone else in Seattle go to, what is it, Parathon right now and get their super mac and cheese with brisket? You'll die happy. Man, Um, I'd love to. If I was only, if I wasn't 3,000 miles away, I would totally do it. Yeah, I mean, and it's probably raining there, so I probably wouldn't be happy to be there It's been raining here for the last four days. Yeah, but it (laughs) rains and it's sunny and it's nice and it's bright and all that good stuff. All right, Calvin. I think I'm ready to wrap up the show. Anything else you want to talk about before we do? I just want to say thank you to everybody out there. You know, it's been a long season, and for all of us, Kings players, uh, Kings fans, everything, and, you know, this is a good community of people. I I love coming in here and seeing the same guys in the chat every day. Uh, I feel like we've kind of gotten to know each other over the year, and 
So uh, thank you guys for watching. It's much appreciated. Yeah, I, I want to say thank you as well. We appreciate all the support and everything. Uh, you know, it's really fun. We're all the way here in Hawaii, right? So there's not a lot of Kings fans. It's really cool to come in here and hang out with you guys after every single game and uh, pick your brain, see where you guys are all at. It's it's fun and it's exciting. want to remind you all to like this video. Please subscribe to the channel if you love awesome Kings content. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, I'm also going to put basketball at the bar here in the chat. If you guys want to subscribe to that, that will be our postseason coverage of the entire NBA. Um, also want to give another shout out to our sponsor, Manscaped. If you guys would like to support the channel, uh, support us, you can go to manscaped.com. You can use our coupon code. It's Royal Family, all capitals, one word, Royal Family. It'll get you 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. All right, guys, thank you so much. We appreciate you all. We will see you guys on Tuesday following the Kings-Pelicans game. Have a wonderful evening, and in the meantime, go Sacks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.